Welcome to the Amphenol Frontline Podcast, where we share success stories and best practices of Amphenol management throughout the corporation. This episode features Ruben Macias, General Manager for Amphenol DC Electronics in San Jose, California, as he and his team adjust to the current opportunities as the result of the COVID-19 outbreak. We talk about quickly shifting priorities of his design and manufacturing teams to satisfy a critical demand in a matter of hours and days versus weeks and months previously. We also talk about the employee safety measures his team has taken in the factory during this time, as together we combat the coronavirus pandemic around the world. Ruben, I've never, you and I have never met before, so it's nice to, I guess, finally meet you, so to speak, for the first time. Can you tell me a little bit about Amphenol DC Electronics and what it is that you guys do? Sure. Amphenol DC Electronics was, um, we were acquired by uh, Amphenol uh, June of 2013. So we're approaching seven years under the Amphenol umbrella. Uh, we do cable harness assembly, custom cable harness assembly for the medical market, um, agricultural heavy equipment market, semiconductor market, and uh, defense. So those are the four markets that we serve. Well, with the medical market, of course, in this day and age of COVID-19 outbreak and having to deal with all those repercussions, how much has that changed your business here uh, in the last, say, month or so? Because um, I know you've had a lot more work that's been going on uh, at your facility because of this. Can you just talk through that a little bit? Sure. Um, that's that's kind of an interesting topic. Um, you know, my largest medical customer, um, quite frankly, um, had a hard stop uh, during when the first shelter was announced. They were the first ones to send me a letter uh, from the state of California saying that we needed to stay open because they were considered essential to business. Wow. However, shortly after. Um, I would say a day or so after they decided to shut their doors and they have yet to reopen. Really? Uh, they are, that's, that's a fact. Wow. So, you know, that's unusual. Um, and, and they're an oncology um, radiation uh, company. Um, now my other medical customers shut down. However, these medical companies, they, they are keeping some parts of their business running. Um, but a lot of these organizations are big, big companies like ourselves, and they have charitable foundations, and their charitable, charitable foundations seem to be doing most of the work right now. Uh, for example, my robotic surgery equipment customer is doing uh, face masks. Um, we help them. Uh, we're, we're helping them try to procure material to do about a half a million face masks. So not, not, as, not as one would expect, but, but that's what's happening. Now, in particular, I understand that you had a a big influx of at least business or opportunities from Honeywell. Yes, uh, we have we have an opportunity with Honeywell. Um, they, the Honeywell um, senior management uh, president, contacted Adam. Um, this was on a, a Saturday, um, and they had about twenty part numbers that they wanted to start ramp uh, within about a week. And then production a week after, which would be a thousand sets of twenty per day for about fourteen days straight. Um, as these as these things go, um, you know, they they gave us a quote package and we put our engineers on it. it. Took us about about four hours on Saturday, you know, four engineers working on it, and we came up with design for manufacturability, uh, design for lead time opportunities, um, because what they had thrown over the fence to us was not uh, was not a viable solution. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times people are moving too quickly. Yeah. So we sent that back over and they were very grateful. Um, and they are actually really taking those uh, recommendations to heart. And uh, we're waiting to hear back from them on that opportunity. But we are uh, keeping that on the back burner to, to support Honeywell. And these are for uh, respirators. What would be like a normal design cycle then for for your factory and, you know, your engineering team, your design team, what would be a normal turnaround for something like this? Well, a normal turnaround when things are at the previous norm, uh, <laughs> yeah. these, we're in the new norm. So yes, uh, in, in the old norm, it would take, uh, take months, months in, in the medical field. You know, there's a lot of FDA approvals. There's a lot of design reviews, uh, design for lead time, design for costs design for manufacturability, uh, end of life evaluations. Um, so it, it takes months. Um, other market segments that I have, uh, semiconductor, their cycles are, are much more compressed. So those those can be weeks, days at times. How did you accelerate that process then because of this need for Honeywell? Well, uh, you know, we all understand the the social aspect of it and the business part of it. And, you know, there's times you just have to make a call and put something on the front burner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what general managers do. You know, we have to shuffle things around and it's not like we have capacity to spare at, at this time. It's just uh, understanding the scope, um, what the need is and, and the importance of it. And, you know, does this fall under DPA when, you know, one has to ask those questions and, you know, things have to be shuffled around. Sure. How much do you think that you and your team have learned from this process? And again, I know it's still ongoing, but just initially, any of the lessons learned from this that you think that you might be able to apply to, like you said, what's going to be the new normal moving forward? Well, well Chris, I mean, you know, lessons learned. I mean, you know, and, and this is something that we shared with with Honeywell is, you know, you want to get the, in, in this case, the cable harness manufacturer involved early on, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we know what we're tooled up to do in volume. We know what we have in stock. And when you couple those two things together, you get rid of supply chain lead times, you get rid of uh, tooling lead times, and you go straight to manufacturing lead times. So we really didn't learn anything new uh, other than it's always important to get us involved at the design stage. Um, and I think that's kind of what's causing the hiccup on this program right now is because it's being volleyed back and forth where we should have all sat down at one call and, and decided what's best. Last question then for you is obviously a, a big part of this because you have people working in the factory. What measures are you taking? What steps are you taking in order to make sure that you maximize the protection for the people that are in your facility? Well, I'll, I'll say this, Chris. We are operating under no less than 20 different letters from customers that they are essential to business. With that said, we we're able to benchmark our sister companies in Asia that have gone through this. Mm-hmm. We are leveraging the, uh, the who and the CDC sites to learn on a daily basis. And we put all that together with what we received from the County of Santa Clara as their, their protocols for business to remain open. And we started off with, you know, trying to create a safety environment in here, a, a, a known good environment, if you will, uh, within these four walls. So we said, no one's going to get in here that has a fever. So we hired a third party nurse to do temperature checks for every single employee. We hired a third party cleaning company to do above and beyond incremental cleaning from what our 
custodians do. And we, we learned about the high-touch areas, the break rooms, the microwaves, those type of things. And we emphasized on the high-touch areas. We set up training programs on cleaning your workstation at the start of the shift, at the end of the shift, how to use sanitizer for your hands multiple times a day. So a lot of those things came into play. And we just recently started to, I guess we were sort of walking, now we're jogging a little bit as far as manufacturing. So we just recently added our swing shift. So because of our business continuity plan, we wanted to have two shifts uh, in case there wasn't a, a you know, an escape or an infection on one of the shifts, we would still have another shift to be able to be operational. Right. So we just recently started that. So we have two shifts um, and that's become the new norm. Now, you know, our employee safety and wellness is always number one. We have customers that we got to service um, and we have a supply chain that we got to leverage. We always have those three things in mind. This is just kind of reshuffled the balance that we apply to each you know, we went almost 100% employee safety, and we, we took care of that. We created a, a, a known good environment, and now we're able to sort of make that our new norm. And now we're focusing on our customers' backlogs, their, their requests from us. Um, and now we're sort of leveraging our supply chain and trying to help them uh, get us the product that, that we need to be successful. Well, Ruben, listen, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today um, and learn a little bit about your business and what you're doing in this Again, as we call it, the new normal um, for sure. My best of luck and uh, best wishes to not only you, but the entire team there. So thank you again. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it.